Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly's 4th of July edition. Coming to you after the Nationals' 9-3 win over the San Francisco Giants. They improved a 45-36 and on the year. Nats Nightly is sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball and Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the line. We'll get right into it. We'll start with the good news, Dave. Nationals. Fireworks early in the game. Pardon me for saying that. Home run by Michael Taylor on pitch number one for Madison Baumgartner. Double that should have been a triple by Yunel Escobar on pitch number two. A home run by Bryce Harper on pitch number five. Two-run blast, number 25 for Harper. Harper's 59th and 60th RBIs of the season. New career high in RBI halfway through the season. Big start for Bryce Harper this year and a big start for the Nationals today in the second of three with the Giants in D.C. Yeah, you know, it's, we talked about last night about uh, the Nets having trouble scoring offense, and it seems like um, they go several games without being able to score any runs, and then they go five or six games where they're scoring six or eight runs a game. And uh, right off the bat today, um, you know, gave Strasburg something to work with, and um, eventually the other pitcher something to work with, and it's good to, um, you know, good, good to jump on them right early. Uh, obviously, the pitching matchup today, uh, you know, it's not one where you expect them to, to go and score nine runs or whatever, but uh, um, just nice to see, obviously, Michael Taylor continuing to progress as a hitter, um, Harper continuing his uh, tremendous season. So uh, nice to see him get off the bat, uh, um, right off the bat, and, and score some runs there in the first inning. So I guess Madison Bumgarner, as Dave mentioned, you don't expect this kind of a start against him. And that's handed him his only loss in the postseason last October, though, beating him in game three, though his error in that game helped the Nats a lot. Went on to go 5-0, and 0-9-8 ERA, 1-4-5, 1-8-2, 2 line against in 36 and two-thirds on the way to the World Series win. Worth plus 4.1 F war last year, 8-4 and in 16 starts this season, 2-9-9 ERA, 3-0-4 fifth. 228, 272, 356 line against. But as I mentioned, the home run by Taylor, double by Escobar, home run by Harper, 3 nothing at that point, 4 nothing after an RBI double by Tyler Moore in the fourth. Two more runs charged to him on the day. Nationals really came up big against a solid pitcher tonight. No, I, you come into this game today and you look at the matchups and you think with the way that Strasburg has struggled and Bob Gardner's incredible consistency, that this is the odds are not necessarily in his favor here. And I, I'm thinking to myself, sitting out there in the stands, all right, be patient, grind, make him come to you, take some pitches, and after five pitches, they've got ten bases on the day. So don't listen to me, Nat. Whatever you do, take no advice that I give you. Um, the, I, a, a very impressive performance today. You know, Baumgartner uh, not so sharp in the first, or at least uh, made enough mistakes that the Nats could recognize and take advantage of him. And they did. They they jumped all over it, and you didn't have that situation where maybe they loaded the bases and then got no runs out of the first inning and then did nothing for the rest of the game. When uh, when there were advantages to be taken today, they took it. They scored the three runs. Not quite enough to stand up for the entire game, but uh, golly, an, an awful good start against a, a tough pitcher like Baumgartner. And you, you've got to love the outpouring of offense there from guys, for the most part, we were thinking at the beginning of the season, are you going to be starting? Are you going to do anything for us? Sure, we're expecting it out of Harper, but uh, Taylor and Escobar, you, you forget. What were we thinking about them in March and April? Not that they're going to be the backbone of a strong offensive performance. 
So Rizzo points ahead yet again. Yeah, fourth outfielder maybe for Taylor. Everyone's wondering if Escobar could bounce back, but he has in a big way so far this season. That's the good news on the day. The bad news, Dave. Strass Bunny on the mound. One five ERA. Eleven point two five K to nine. line against and two starts since returning from the DL. Three and 10.24 K per nine against the Giants in his career. Two thirty one, two ninety six, three fifty six line against and five starts for San Francisco. Rolling through three scoreless innings, started mixing his off speed stuff in in the fourth inning, but something caught Matt Williams' eye. Trainer Lee Kuntz and Williams go out to the mound. They're saying now it's less tight, uh, tightness in his left side. He's going to be reevaluated tomorrow, but yet another start from Strasburg where he ends up leaving with some sort of injury issue and no no idea what the extent of it is at this time. But he was clearly grimacing on the mound after a couple of trying to stretch out and get out and get it over with. But he's not taking any chances with Steven Strasburg at this point. They lift him in the fourth inning. Yeah, it's a shame because uh, he was off to a good start. Um, and, you know, this is just yet another setback for him this season. You know, we we talked about it uh, um, after a couple of good starts here coming off the disabled list. That you just hope he'd put all the uh, the physical problems behind him and is just able to get back to pitch for the rest of the year. And, unfortunately, that's just not going to be the case. You know, we're going to have to, um, you know, see how bad this one is. But, um, you know, anytime you talk oblique, it's always um, a dicey thing. You know, that can be a couple of days. It can be a couple of weeks. It can be a couple of months. So, Hopefully, you know, this is just another in a long line of nagging little things for him, and um, and he's going to be able to, to get back out there. But uh, um, just the just the compendium of all these little nagging injuries um, really makes it kind of seem like this is going to end up being a lost year for him. Um, you hope that, that he's able to come back and perform. Obviously, the Nets would really like to have him down the stretch and into the playoffs, but um, the most important thing is to get him healthy um, long-term, and whether that means you know, sitting him down and just, just you know shutting him down for a while and just letting everything go away, um, or what they need to do. But uh, you know, like, like we did last time, we'll just have to play it by ear and see how bad it's going to be. Yeah, between Strasburg and Anthony Rendon, so far this season they're competing for the number one lost season so far. Neither of them able to stay on the field so far. Really tough break for Strasburg. I saw a quote from Matt Williams in the post game said that Ian Desmond and Wilson Ramos both thought it was the best Strasburg looked since last season. So have him get injured while he's doing that is really disappointing outcome here and kind of blunted the excitement of the uh, Nationals' big win today, second straight over the Giants. Doghouse, after uh, you talked earlier about Michael Taylor and UNLS Bar kind of surprising people with what they did, but I don't think there's a bigger surprise on the Nationals' lineup uh, roster so far this season than Clint Robinson. After the home run last night, he gets a start versus Bumgardner, who has a 197, 258, 246 line versus left-hand bats so far this year. Then Robinson comes through again, though. Back-to-back hits in second and third at bats, double in the sixth. I think Clint Robinson is quickly approaching folk hero status in the Nat uh, town with national fans kind of rallying behind him, what he's been able to do as a 30-year-old rookie in the majors. Uh, I, I know there, there was a guy behind me in my section who was chanting rookie of the year every time he came to bat. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I realize that that's maybe a little bit optimistic, but I, I, I can't say that it's unearned. You know, here's a guy who's been blocked at every level that he's been, hasn't really been able to get any traction in the major league at all through no fault of his own. He certainly deserved to get a, at least, you know, a substantial cup of coffee before now, but it just hasn't worked that out that way. You know, that's that's baseball, and if the raster is stacked up in front of you, you're stuck in the minors. 
thanks to uh, injuries and a good spring and, and solid minor league numbers, he's finally been able to get up and, and show what he can do. And it's been impressive. You know, this is another guy who I think none of us expected to see anything out of, but we probably should have. And now we are. And that's great. You know, America, happy birthday. Enjoy Clint Robinson. <laughs> Clint Robinson is your gift for your birthday, America. And you can enjoy him all you can, as much as we all enjoyed Bryce Harper's star-spangled bat as well today. Perfect day in America for the Nationals, at least. Dave Tanner Roark. <laughs> takes over on the mound after Stephen Strasburg's out, ends up going four and a third innings, another night of uh, or day of yeoman's work for Roark, who just keeps coming through, earns his fourth win of the year, and he gets the decision, five hits, two earned runs, three Ks on the day, ends up throwing a total of 61 pitches, so a really long relief appearance by Tanner Roark here. Are you turning to him again if Strasburg ends up having to miss any starts? Are you calling Joe Ross back up, or you want to leave Tanner Roark in the bullpen and kind of give him a steady job for a while after they move him back and forth? Uh, I think I'd probably leave Roark in the swingman role where he's the, the long reliever and, and that type of thing, and I, I would I would go back to Joe Ross if they've got to find a replacement for Strasburg. I mean, Ross, I think, did plenty enough in his um, initial uh, few starts to prove that he can handle the workload. Um, I really think that the, the bullpen sets up better when Roark is in that long man role. So uh, we saw him again today, you know, just proving invaluable to this team, able to chip in into whatever role they need him. So, uh, yeah, I'd leave him where he's at and, and ask Joe Ross to come back if indeed they need uh, a replacement for Crossford for any length of time. Doghouse. I know everyone loves Trent Robinson, but in my opinion, it's Robinson, 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 whatever, Tyler Moore. RBI double in the fourth and sixth tonight. And he comes up to bat to Allison Chain's song Rooster, which Paul Rudd's kids in the movie This Is 40 really can't dance to, but it's kind of awesome. Comes up big again today. Three for four, four RBIs on the day. Tyler Moore gets to start and left with Robinson at first and really comes up big for the Nationals today. Yeah, it was it was a little bit funny to see uh, Moore at first and – and, uh, or sorry, more in the infield, and, and uh, I will learn to talk. Sorry, I started drinking early again. The 11 <laughs> o'clock game, it really throws me off here. I'm, I'm, even I am not used to drinking this much before noon. Uh, it, it was a little hard not to see more at first, but uh, it, he came through. He didn't get any home runs to get you any closer to victory against Dave here, but he certainly <laughs> showed some value there. Uh, and and he, he attracted quite quite a bit of positive comments from the fans uh, with his new walk-up song there. So I, I, I think this he, he's established that this is the key to long-term success. More metal, yo. <laughs> uh, gave some odd plays later in the game. Uh, UNL Escobar singles, Bryce Harper doubles in the seventh. After a pitch to Wilson Ramos, we saw Gregor Blanco sprint in from center field to try to pick Harper off at second. I haven't seen that sort of thing in a, uh, maybe ever. I don't think I've ever seen a, uh, I've seen a hidden ball tricks. I've seen a lot of weird stuff, but the center fielder sprinting in to try to get a pickoff play at second. Definitely something unique and a new approach by the Giants there. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, uh, that, that type of trickeration is usually left for uh, um, little league or high school ball. You don't really see it uh, in the big leagues, but it's, uh, you know, it's interesting that, that teams are finding 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 it, uh, you know, they have to pull out all the stops to either keep Bryce Harper off the base pass or take him off at once he's there. So 
Um, you know, interesting little play there. Um, you know, you can take that amateur stuff back to the Bay Area uh, once the Nats get done sweeping <laughs> you this weekend. <laughs> So I got your thoughts on that play. And uh, just, I'll just add that Gregor Blanco thought he was slick there, but in the eighth inning, he's standing on second base when Matt Duffy sends a weak grounder towards short. Ian Desmond, who really is slick, fields the ball, takes the throw to uh, first base because he has no play there, ends up running right over to third base where Blanco runs the base and gets tagged off a third for the final out of the inning there. A really slick play by Desmond and makes Blanco look a little bit sillier than he did on the pickoff attempt. Yeah, I, I got to say I was pleased to see that center fielder running in and trying to get the play at second because, you know, okay, it's it's a little league kind of play, but I enjoy seeing that kind of stuff at the big league level. Uh, I have yet to see a hidden ball trick pulled off uh, at a game that I've been watching, but, you know, I, I got my fingers crossed one of these days. Uh, after spending almost the entire game yelling and bemoaning uh, Desmond's utility at the plate, that was really a heads-up play there to get Blanco rounding third. Seeing him pocket the ball there uh, deep, on deep short when he realized that he wasn't going to get the play at first, I nodded and said, okay, that's that's mature Desmond. He's not going to try and sell out and throw something into the stands on a play that he can't possibly make. Then I saw him run into third, and I didn't quite have the Nook Logan, where is he going, what is he thinking for Blanco making a big turn like that. But that was real heads up, real sharp for Desmond there to, to run him down and get the out. That was uh, – that was an example that Desmond should be able to offer if he could just learn to recognize breaking pitches. <laughs> uh, we were going back and forth on that one pitch early in the game where he swung out about three feet over a breaking ball. It was just, if he connected with a fastball on that pitch, it was really going to be something special. Unfortunately, it was a breaking ball, and it was really something kind of sad to watch. It's just one of the biggest swings at a pitch that he's ever seen. But, Dave, going back to you for the last one. Matt's win nine to three today, forty-five and thirty-six tomorrow night. They're going to get the ESPN treatment. They've got the Sunday night baseball game. Jordan Zimmerman against Ryan Vogelsong in the series finale. You've already predicted a sweep. So I'll ask you instead: What do you think of ESPN and some of the other stations doing the uh, having the uh, strike zone on the screen, the little graph on there to show you where the pitches are?
Jordan Zimmerman on a hill in front of the national audience. That'll be fun to watch. We'll see what he can do. Matt's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page at federalbaseball.com. You guys, I'm going to enjoy the rest of your 4th of July. I'm going to go out for a nice long walk and then spend some time with the family. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Happy 4th of July, y'all.